And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, indeed. Uh, let's jump into our keyword news portion of the day. We want to clarify some of these major headlines for our listeners. And this is our first pick of the day. Record trade deficits. So South Korea has logged its biggest monthly trade deficit uh, ever as exports of chips and other high-tech items sank. Can you tell us the details of the latest reports? Sure. Korea is uh, basically now on the brink of falling into what would be its kind of first recession since the middle of uh, 2020 during the height of the pandemic. Trade ministry data showed exports fell 16.6% in January from a year earlier. It is the fastest drop in exports since May 2020. Uh, imports fell 2.6% compared with a year earlier. That resulted in a deficit of just under $13 billion for January. It is the 11th consecutive monthly deficit and the longest string of negative readings since the 97 uh, financial crisis. Um, Finance Minister Chugyeom also said the deficit in January is widely seen to be due to seasonal factors, such mm -hmm. as imports and energy exports for the winter as well as a sudden drop in chip prices, leading to a worsened uh, picture. He added that there's some expectation that the world economy won't be facing as difficult of a situation as expected, though, thanks to China's uh, reopening and unexpected growth from surrounding um, economies. Trade Minister Yi Changyang also said downside risks in the global economy, including high interest rates, inflation, as well as the Russia-Ukraine war, were to blame. Uh, semiconductor exports, for example, were down 44.5% on year to $6 billion. Chip exports were affected by the plunge in prices of DRAMs and uh, NAND flash memory chips as demand weakened and inventories piled up. Uh, Samsung Electronics, for example, reported its worst quarterly profits in eight years in the fourth quarter of last year, while mm. SK Hynix also posted a record loss uh, for the period. Uh, however, exports of automobiles grew uh, about 22% to $5 billion, which is a historic high for January. Um, that's basically on the popularity of eco-friendly cars. Uh, exports in shipbuilding as well, which is also another major uh, export item in Korea, also soared 86% to $1.4 billion as overseas demand uh, for large container ships, as well as these LNG carriers, also jumped. Mm. If we look at the exports by country, exports to China plunged 31.4%, uh, uh, the major um, export destination for Korea, uh, while exports to the United States, another major export destination, fell 6.1%. But there have been increases in other regions such as the EU and the Middle East. All right, with that, we move on to our second keyword of the day. Rate hike. The Federal Reserve has raised rates by a quarter point, which marks the smallest rate hike since March of 2022. What does this signal? Uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell says the Fed will continue to hike rates for the foreseeable future. Uh, what is the latest, Adam? Right, so certainly the pace of rate hikes has uh, decreased, uh, and it has been doing so for some months now, but uh, it's not likely to stop there, though, in terms of the actual uh, hikes themselves. The Fed's benchmark rates rose to a new range of 4.5 and 4.75 percent which is the highest level since october 2007 just before the global financial crisis now the central bank's move was the eighth consecutive hike but the smallest since last march now fed officials acknowledged in wednesday's statement uh, 
that inflation has eased somewhat but remains elevated. Now, the Fed no longer noted Russia's war in Ukraine as contributing upward pressure on inflation, but said this conflict is contributing to elevated global uncertainty. Uh, Powell also said the disinflationary process has started. These comments uh, sent U.S. stocks higher uh, on Wednesday. But the Fed chair said the scaled-down hike should not be misinterpreted for a scaled-down inflation fight. Now, he also noted that unless the economic trajectory changes drastically, he doesn't expect to cut rates this year. Um, officials said they would determine the extent of future rate increases based on factors such as the effects so far of the rate hikes, the lags in which policy has an impact, uh, and developments in financial conditions and mm -hmm. the economy. That is a slight change in language from the previous statements that have come out um, on uh, the uh, Fed's uh, rate hikes, uh, the word extent kind of signals that mm -mm. Um, maybe it is considering uh, further rate hikes for the time being, but just uh, kind of in a kind of a downward trend at the moment. Right, right. Maybe in smaller intervals. And so mm. there is much to be interpreted for the language. But as you said, I mean, it, a lot does always hang in the balance. And so it's also subject to change going forward. So far, the Fed has had a pretty conservative approach to hike, uh, hiking these rates, uh, well, the rates have been going up instead. Yeah, and this also adds pressure on uh, the Bank of Korea as well to, again, to possibly raise its uh, key rate as well. So we might see even more interest rates and more difficulties with the Korean economy, but of course uh, we won't know until the BOK has uh, come up with a decision. All right, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Yoon in Gumi. So President Yoon has vowed to help Korean chipmakers overcome the current down cycle. He was speaking while visiting a silicon wafer production facility in Gumi. Mm, right. He was visiting the headquarters of SK Siltron mm. uh, to attend a ceremony marking the company's planned 1.2 trillion won investment in a new wafer production facility. Uh, he said the agreement will not only help the local production of semiconductor materials and secure supply chains, but also serve as a foundation for vitalizing the local economy by creating around 1,000 jobs, which is uh, which the new facility is projected to create. Now, he also vowed to help companies uh, that make what he called bold and preemptive investments, uh, citing policy efforts and a drastic increase in tax credits. He also added that the competitors across the world are posing threats to Korea's semiconductor industry by employing export restrictions and subsidies, uh, tax benefits and uh, other measures as well. Uh, his comments came as the country's major chip makers suffered disappointing earnings. We touched upon the performances of uh, Samsung Electronics and SK Hynix in our first uh, keyword. Mm. Um, and before visiting SK Siltron, you also paid a visit to Kumo National Institute of Technology in Kumi and stressed the importance of training semiconductor experts as well. So again, um, vowing to nurture this young talent uh, in the field, as well as science and te uh, technology as well. Uh, you noted the institute was established under former Conservative President Park Chung-hee's initiative to nurture the country's science human resources pool in the 1970s. That appears to be an appeal to the Conservatives of the city, and Kumi is the birthplace, in fact, of the former president. And during his stay in the city, you visited the house of Park's birth, which was turned into a memorial shrine and paid a tribute to his uh, predecessor as well. 
All right, with that, we move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Pension reform. Unpopular, but necessary. Uh, there seems to be some progress in uh, coming up with pension reform uh, plans. And this is in light of us hearing that uh, the pension will run out before we can even have access to it. Right. So it seems like uh, the younger generations uh, mm. are kind of going to be the ones who are going to possibly suffer. And that's why the government and parliament are working to alleviate the problem and uh, the key word there is some progress not a lot of progress but some uh, but there is an expert committee uh, uh, looking into the plans for the reform uh, they have mostly agreed on raising the age of pension subscription there are still differences though on the increase in rates so the actual monetary uh, aspects of it uh, there are differences there the head of an expert panel advising the committee in the national assembly noted that the reason for lower income replacement rates is because the duration of subscription is quite short. Uh, That basically means that it seems retirees are getting less pension because they are getting pensions for an average of 27 years. Now, the experts said there seems to be consensus on extending the subscription uh, period. Um, one One of the proposals that's being made is raising the age from the current 59 Uh, to 64 in light with the demographic change of basically people working um, at a much older age now in line with the aging society there are other proposals and policy plans being worked out but it is being worked out in parliament so of course there are going to be a lot of locking of horns uh, between uh, rival parties so it may take some time but the government is expected to announce reforms later this year whether both sides of the aisle agree to them is another matter Mm. uh, but we'll have to wait and see Uh, but it seems that what we can agree on is the national pension reform is absolutely necessary uh it's about well it's going to be depleted in 30 years time and that's too short and we are Mm. living longer and technically healthier lives should we be in the workforce longer in line Mm. with largely the oecd trend and the short answer seems to be yes yeah, and the people getting hit are uh, mostly the generation that you and I are in as well. So, of <laughs> Lovely. Course, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it does uh, come close to home when it comes to this kind of reform plan. So we'll have to see what comes up, uh, what policies are come up with. <laughs> Buckle up. All right, on to yeah. our final keyword of the day. BN.1. So the BN.1 variant of COVID-19 has become the dominant strain here in South Korea. Let's get a closer look at the latest. Right, so COVID reinfections remain common uh, despite a general downward trend in the number of new cases. If you look at the latest figures, in the third week of January, 22.8% of those who tested positive had had uh, COVID previously. This is up from uh, about 21.5% the previous week. This means one out of five people has been reinfected with COVID-19. Of all positive tests, just under 49% uh, indicated the Omicron BN, uh, BN.1 variant, making it the most prevalent. Uh, BN.1 has been rapidly spreading in the country, but the rapid spread is not seen as uh, a threat to the country yet, though, uh, according to uh, health officials. The number of reinfections is on the rise as the effects of vaccination uh, and natural immunity are dropping and just basically the whole overall perception of COVID-19 mm. has dwindled somewhat. Um, we can see that with the uh, recent lifting of the indoor mask mandate as well. Uh, despite the spread of BN.1 
uh, in the country, the number of new COVID-19 cases is still dropping as well. So um, it seems like there is uh, kind of less concern over this BN.1 strain because overall, uh, COVID is certainly on a downward trend. All right. Thank you very much, Adam. I look forward to a day where we say we're done, done with it, COVID-19, but... Not yeah, <laughs> not it's yet. not going to come in the near future, no. but possibly in the far future, uh, but not too far, hopefully. Though. I'm also <laughs> hoping that we're still around for that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a safe day, and I'll see you tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.